Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die by the Sword podcast. Before we get in the episode, I wanted to give a shout out to Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music over at MidnightSyndicate.com. Also, we'd like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful ambient sounds you hear throughout our podcast. You can check them out at www.youtube.com slash Soundscapes. Check out our website at DieByTheSwordPodcast.com. You can get connected with the community by checking us out on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, all of them. Contact us at DieByTheSwordPodcast at gmail.com, and don't forget to leave a review on whatever you listen to us on. Now, join me with this week's episode. guys have seen this all going around a, a you get a list of five names four of which are famous people that you've either met or been in the presence of and one it's a lie does it count if you had to pay them probably <laughs> depends what you pay them uh, it was in money okay good <laughs> i don't think i can fill up four people uh to be honest i don't, I don't okay. think i've met that many famous people <laughs> I'd have to use some maybe not so famous people because like I'd use like two authors. Does that count? I mean, yeah. Depends. Yeah. If one of them is Stephen King, for sure. Uh, not that not that recognizable of an author. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so we're including like Comic-Con stuff, too. Yeah, that's what I was getting. Well, yeah, at. definitely. Absolutely. Because, you know, if, uh, if you actually spoke to them or, you know. Shook hands. What if you were uh, only allowed to stand next to them and not touch them because they're made of dust? Or look at them directly in the eye? Uh, they're they're think, made of dust? Well, when uh, it was Stan Lee and he was 90 some odd years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah. And they, told yeah. Us, they told us, don't touch him, don't talk to him. He, he's not going to understand. It's like you, your grandpa with dementia. You're just going to stand there, look pretty, and then move on. Um, but it was also his birthday, so people were trying to give him birthday gifts. Oh, cool. Mm. He's an amazing man, actually. Well, yes, he is. Was. Was, yeah. I, I read all kinds of comics as a kid. No, no. He's now immortal. It's like, it was, uh, he's a watcher. What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keith's like, here we go with that nerd shit again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, he gets this way when we talk about you know pop culture stuff. Hmm. Pop culture, like I dream a genie, because I actually did meet Larry Hagman. Oh, I have cool. too. I have met hey. Larry Hagman as well. See, two of us have met him. It's a really fun guy, because I did three episodes of Dallas, and he was very well known for being Jr. on that show. I oh, wonder yes. if now, yes, yes, we've met Gary. Gary's met Larry Hagman. I wonder how many degrees from Kevin Bacon we all are now. Well, you, you haven't uh, oh acted with we him. Are. I have acted with him in a TV commercial. So yes, yes he has. Did. I am, we did a Gatorade uh, commercial. I am uh, uh, seven degrees away from Kevin Bacon somehow. I don't know the, <laughs> the path, but I'm sure, Gary, you know you know, you know the path. Uh, let's see. There's a website that you can actually look up how many degrees from Kevin Bacon you are. So let's see what my number is. Who are you going to use, Larry Hagman? 
Use Larry Hagman. That way you can get me in there. <laughs> okay. See, Gary, now I feel left out because we're the only two that haven't met this fool. <laughs> well, I've, no, not, right? I've never met Larry Hagman. Well, I oh. met him. Uh, I was a casino dealer at a party here in Dallas, uh, the Cattle Barons Ball, and met him there. Uh, he has a bacon number of two. Oh, so there you go. Oh, three. So, yeah. I'm a three. <laughs> wait, wait. So I'm now a three. <laughs> but you didn't act with him. That's that's the thing. You have to act with the person. Oh, I've never acted with him. No. Quit trying no. to yuck our yum, Philip. <laughs> we want to be <laughs> not four degrees. <laughs> I've played games with Larry Hagman. Does that count? Yes. No. Okay, yes. <laughs> it, was, but, it was craps. Does that count? The rolling dice. You know me and dice. I mean. Technically, I guess if you if it has to be acting, you guys all act on this show with me. So, hey, see, go. we're there. That I'm boosts your number. IMDb page, right? Do they have an IMDb uh, internet <laughs> movie? No, no. IMDb. I can't. What is it? I. Like, I PD. Right. IP, IPD. IPDB. IP freely. IP freely. <laughs> Jinx. Depending on how much beer I have, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not IPDB because that's the Internet Pinball Machine database. Oh, ooh! Thank God for pinball. Now is podcast one word or two? One. IPCDB? No, nah, that sounds too much like it's going high tech there. Yeah. Oh, that's the Insane Clown Posse database. <laughs> <laughs> that's only if it's we're doing the French style, which would be the cast board. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I have met quite a few famous people being in the film and TV acting industry. Yeah, all the famous people I've met have, have been, I had to pay them. Well, I didn't have to pay David Sedaris, but I did pay to see David Sedaris. Does that still right. count? Oh, yeah, because he's, 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 he's cool. Yeah. He stays around and meets everybody if they want to meet him, huh? Oh, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. He does it before. He was doing it before and after. So I, I did before. We talked about Drag Race. Yep. Oh, nice. Well, I've waited on Jason Kidd in a restaurant. Oh, that's a famous person. Okay. That's, a person. that's my that's my one. I I have a I have a picture hanging up in my hallway with oh, Jason Kidd. That's right with little baby Gary. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I went to I went to the Jason Kidd basketball camp. Oh, did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. When did was, you notice that I don't know if you I noticed know. this but he's super he's super ugly in person. <laughs> like you look on you look on television you're like eh, he's not really an attractive man but you look at him in person and homeboy is just ugly <laughs> but, but he brought in, it was him and like 12 chicks so like homie homie's doing well yeah he just him. yeah he's got that money so i mean he don't doesn't need to look good but i was like yeah <laughs> He well, got what? he's got bennies, man. He's got bennies. <laughs> did you, after I, his meal, did you ask if he wanted a box for his head? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Philip, were you there? Speaking of Mavericks, former Mavericks greats, were you there when I met Rolando Blackman? Oh, I don't cool. Think that I was, and I had to. I was working Will Call, and he came to a show, and I'm like, I see it in Will Call, and I see him. I'm like, oh wow. And I was like, I'm going to need you to sign for this. So I push him his little card with his name and stuff on it. I'm like, you need to sign for this. And so I kept his signature. For real? Nice. Yeah. Ste- stealing, stealing Deadwood. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fun. 
He's like, but this is a list. picture of me. It's like, <laughs> just, just, sign, just sign. Just sign. Just sign. <laughs> just I'm going to need some photo documentation that you picked up your tickets. Here, let's do a selfie. Click. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that was in the days before camera phones. Oh. Yeah, right. Let me take this Polaroid. <laughs> okay, we're talking about my childhood now. <laughs> hold on, I gotta wave this in the air. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me just chisel this real quick. <laughs> Early childhood. <laughs> got, it's it's that little Flintstone bird. And goes, it's a living. Get that stone well. <laughs> there have been some fun people that I've met. Uh, Larry Hagman was a really fun guy to uh, to meet. Judith Light was really sweet. She complimented me on my suit that I was wearing. I love boss, Judith right? Light so much. Did you ever tell her that I loved her? Yes, I actually did. Sweet. Well, what uh, she knows. <laughs> I think who who else have I worked with that's really cool? Um, now I'm Gerard, blanking on names. Gerard, Gerard Butler, dude. There we go. Thank you. I was blanking on his name for a minute. Uh, worked with Gerard Butler on Olympus Has Fallen. Ah, cool. Uh, <laughs> any of our Buffy and Angel fans will primarily Angel. I worked with Amy Acker on a film called Seronia. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know that movie, though. But um, it was an indie thing. But uh, Tony, indie Tony Hale was in there. Did, 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 was he there, too? He was. He wasn't in. No, what? No, he was not in the scene, I don't think, that I did, but he was there on set that day. So were I didn't allowed, get to meet him. I said, were you allowed to talk to him? Did they do the thing on the independent films where you can't talk to the talent? Hey, brother. Uh, they do on some. It depends on if if they start the conversation, then you're allowed to talk. They tell you, you know, don't go in talking unless you're a principal role in there. Then, of course, you can talk to anybody you want. Yeah, um, I was a casino dealer, so I was actually playing craps, uh, and Larry Hagman was at my table, and he was having a blast and fun, and uh, he cracked me up, made me laugh so much um, that you know I you know and I have kind of a distinctive laugh, and you know he, <laughs> really no he, 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 had no idea, <laughs> sort of maybe, uh, and that, you know he just laughs, la- laughs going on a t-shirt by the way, <laughs> <laughs> probably <That> so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, um, so he, he just, you know, he and I, we, we, we talked and we had fun and it was good. And I, you know, I think he's an amazing man or mm-hmm. was amazing, an, an amazing man. So yeah. I had to look up IMDB because I couldn't remember who it was that I think you said you met, but I don't remember. Did you meet Angela Bassett? I did not get to meet Angela Bassett. Oh. Okay. Uh, I originally, when they originally booked me for Olympus Has Fallen, they wanted me for a week long role where I would have been in that, uh, like the uh, situation room or whatever that's in the movie that she's in the whole time. But they weren't willing to pay for my lodging in Shreveport. So I would have had to pay for my hotel for the whole week. And it didn't balance out with how much they were paying me for it. So it was so, like you, you were paying to be in the movie. Right. So I, I took a weekend role as opposed to a week long role. And then I ended up on the cutting room floor anyway. So I think they were mad at me. Oh, no. no. I don't think the editor was mad at you or the director. Would be the casting director be mad at you? I guess. Maybe. He doesn't He doesn't edit the film or she. <laughs> no. Probably not. But it was funny. They For that one, they called me in. Uh, for th- for that role and told me to like bring a suit and everything because I was going to be a Secret Service agent for, for that that day of filming. And then I got there and like, 
eh, you look like a Marine, so why don't you go over there to wardrobe and get in costume as a Marine? Mm, so <laughs> Quick they, change. They, they bumped me up in a, in a role. I had to go get a haircut on set and everything, which oh, means wow. they paid me more because they cut my hair. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, nice. So you got paid to get your hair cut. That's awesome. I did. Yeah, no one actually pays me to do that. <laughs> It'd be only a five-minute you know, last job. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I wear hats. Come on, just say. so a long time ago I met. Are you guys familiar? I don't know if you remember the band uh, Matt and Kim. Yes. No. Yeah. Nope. I met Kim from Matt and Kim. And oh, cool. Pretty, yeah. They uh, did a concert, and then afterwards, I mean, it was, it was really is before they got big, and so it was at a small venue, and they stayed and met people, and so I was like, oh, can I get a picture? And she was like, super nice and real chill. Um, Gary, did did. Did you ever party with Pantera? No, I never did. Oh, that wasn't you? No. You weren't there. But uh, yeah, they were from Arlington, and I knew people who did, but I never... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the most obscure person that I have worked with that everybody would probably recognize, but they don't know his name, is Glenn Morshower. Uh You oh. are going to have to refresh my memory on him. <laughs> he plays the same role in every movie. He's usually military or uh, like special agent or something and just about everything. Um, he was in the Transformers. Yeah, uh, he was in Supergirl. He was in um, oh. 24. He did one episode of Buffy. Uh, yeah, he's one of the guys that you you know his face, but don't know his name. You know, like Steven Tobolowski. Yeah, was it Tobolowski? See, I don't even know his name. But uh, Glenn was actually, I, I graduated with my acting degree from KD Studio here in Dallas, and he was one of the consulting teachers for my film class my third and fourth semester. So I actually took his acting classes. Cool. But if you ride the um, Transformers ride at a Universal, he's like the general or whatever that's on there that tells you what your mission is. Yes, I remember that one. But it was fun to go to a Comic-Con and see him and just be able to walk up to his table and start talking to him. And people look at me like I was crazy. <laughs> cool. I'm like, well, we go way back. Hey. He's my teacher. Have you ever met Danny Trejo? <laughs> no. That'd be a cool guy to meet. That would be. I want him. I want I want it. Okay, this sounds right. I want to eat his tacos. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh -huh. know where to go from that. Tacos, <laughs> man. Tacos are amazing. I love tacos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> no, uh, the most obscure person that I met and or uh, actually appeared in her book is Jeanette Walls. Um, I appeared in the book Glass Castle. Luckily, I'm not named because I was one of the bratty kids. She, she wrote a story about our childhood or her childhood. and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, that's, that's cool. one. So John is in a book. I'm in a book. I'm not in the movie. I'm in the book. Huh, that's awesome. Oh, who who's that? Who's that guy? Uh, that he was. Um, uh, they had re a revenge teen movie. Um, oh, what was that? Crap. The guy from TCU, Chris. Uh... Not, no, 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 not, not that guy. Um, oh. I don't remember. Uh, he was in Dallas with you. Um, oh, uh, you mean um, Jesse Metcalf? Jesse Metcalf. What was that movie called? 
uh, 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 John Tucker Must Die. That's it. That's the one I was thinking of. Ah. Also shorter and skinnier in person. Hmm. Patrick Duffy. I like pa- Patrick Duffy. He was really nice too. Can you ask him to wake up and we forget about this last year? Right. <laughs> yes. Wake up, Patrick Duffy. Wake oh, up. Wake us. up. Uh, I chickened out and I didn't go try to meet the one person I really, my favorite local sports player, probably of all time. Mike Madonna. No. Well, that's, that's a close one, but no. That would be a good one. Uh, somebody at my work was just like, Hey Gary, come up here. This guy, in the, tell me this guy doesn't look like Elvis Andrus. And I go up to the front. <laughs> And I look and I'm like, oh, that's Elvis Andrus for real. I was like, that's him. <laughs> and that, I was that would too be scared awesome. to say anything. Yeah. I get Mike Young up there too. Oh, yeah. Adrian Beltre. Hey, we're oh, talking okay. about sports. Are you awake, Keith? Yep. <laughs> but, I have a, but again, the only person I've met is Jason Kidd. Okay. <laughs> we stopped talking about nerd stuff and went on to sports. Mm-hmm. And I, right. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> But see, I met Jason Kidd at Comic-Con. No, just kidding. <laughs> so are we all like three degrees of separation from Jason Kidd? Uh, now because of Keith, yes, we are. That's true. That's true. I had his DNA on the plate. Okay. Well, I could have made my own Jason that, Kidd. That sentence went somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere Jason Kidd is being cloned in an experiment in Keith's basement. Don't don't say anything, people. <laughs> In his basement, wink. <laughs> Making ugly babies. <laughs> they gonna be good. They gonna be good at basketball, though. That's, That's true. true. Very true. I mean, he he taught me how to play basketball pretty well when I was like nine. Uh, was he? It was it like that Krusty the Clown camp where he uh, was on? He was there for like two seconds, or was he like there there? He That's was there each. Kids. He was there each day, but there were so many people at the camp that we were all split up into different groups based on age groups, and he would work with a different age group each day. Gotcha. So we all got like one day with him, but then there were other people there to to help out. And you didn't have to work with Mr. Black. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Jason Kidd be a listener, and he's going to tell us, and then he's going to tell us after Keith. Oops. <laughs> Call me ugly. And Jay, and he's gonna say, and I want my DNA back. Right. <laughs> Give me that clone. I need the clone right now. <laughs> Speaking of clone, we have two cloned witches. Are they clones? I think they Ooh. are. Yeah, I think we ever yeah. found out they're, clones, they're but... twin. They're twin sisters. Oh, they could be twin sisters. Ugh. I don't know if I ever said that they were they were clones or twins. I did say they were sisters. Are we talking biological sisters or sisters in the you know? Magical ways. No, it's T and Tamara. <laughs> so they're twitches. Mm-hmm. Twitches. I so used to actually watch a that show. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it. Which one? Twitches? Yeah. Twitches or Sister Sister? Sister Twitch. Sister. I, I watched both of them. All right. I mean, I've, I've always been into shows with like witches and stuff in them, so I had to watch Twitches. It was stupid, but I watched it. <laughs> I remember finding like before all of that, we were uh, my friend Daniel and I were at like this discount book um, store, like like discount discount oh. bookstore, and we saw Twitches and we would make fun of it forever. And then when they made a movie of it, or was it a TV show? I think it was a movie. Yeah, whatever it was, we were just amazed that that something out of that terrible terrible bookstore made it to the big or the small screen at least. 
<laughs> made it Twitch to a is, screen. Mm-hmm. Made it to a screen somewhere. Coming to a screen near you. It may be your phone screen, but it's a screen. <laughs> I'm working on that low, low end. Right. But speaking of witches, they're not really witches, though. They These are, you know, evil priestesses. They called them clerics. They're, oh, yeah, they're yeah. clerics. Of Ergothoa. Of Ergothoa. Look, I knew something. Did you I actually take notes that. last time? No, but I mean. <laughs> he said no. Pull back the curtain. It's only been a couple of days. Oh, no. <laughs> and one of us is going to die. I'd it's been that. a full week. <laughs> it's been a whole week and somebody going to die. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I believe we left off last week with Shobert uh, provoking an attack of opportunity from this cleric of Ergothoa who's wielding a scythe. And I'll be damned if she didn't crit on me. Yep, she this- crit. This podcast has bad luck with size, man. I hate them things. Well, usually, like, at least what happened with with Richard when he got hit with a scythe is he went he down died? To, like he didn't get he didn't die. He went down to like one hit point, I think. Wasn't I thought it? he went under. No, he went under. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did. He was like neg- like two points away from permadeath, I think. Yes, Ooh. it was it was close. It was really so, close. Jaber, you've got a goal. Good you luck, Jabert. Three yeah. points away from permadeath. I mean, I I will say that uh, that scythe that attacked Richard was stronger than this scythe, but it's still it's a times four crit. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's the problem. Crit so so so. uh, What are your uh, current hit points sitting at, Showbear? Don't tell him he's gonna he's gonna fudge it. Don't tell him. (laughs) I'm at a secret. The, an- the meaning to everything. The answer is? Oh, that's right. The answer to everything's 42. You know, I actually uh, met Douglas Adam. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I've made you wait long enough to find out this crit. Uh, I'm going to actually roll this in the chat so we can all see what it rolls. Ooh. Oh, no. Ah! Here we go. Drum roll, please. Oh no! Oh gosh! That could be. It could have been worse. It could have been. How many points? Are you alive? Are you up? That is a lot of die. Yeah, it's so. It's I still got six hit points left. That's thirty-six points of damage against me. Okay. Okay. At least you can move. Um, uh, uh, Are you gonna run away? Because I think you should run away. I know, right? (laughs) I use my action to disengage. Yeah, stick and move. Stick and move, baby. Right. So so just so we're, we're all clear, that was 36 points of damage on that crit. Yeah. I, I've definitely rolled a lot higher on crits before. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about that is this is just an attack of opportunity. That's the problem. Right. right. <laughs> Good thing yeah. about that is she doesn't have any more attacks of opportunity, so you can you can do whatever you want now. Well, he's used up all of his movement. Oh, yeah. That's, wait, to get there, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never mind. Yes, sir. You can't run away. You really wanted to be right there. Yep. So, so you're you're right there. So you you've done your movement, but now you get your action. Just y'all remember, remember was... they go after you. Yeah. Y'all remember when I was making my move and I was like, I'm gonna stop right here, fire an arrow, and then on my next turn, I'm gonna get in there. And Gary's like, No, no, the door's wide open, brother. Come on in. <laughs> oh, Come on man. in. I mean, nobody wanted to go inside. <laughs> 
Never ever follow a GM to a second location. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, y'all are the ones who decided not to rest overnight and provoke this fight, so. We were all rested up. We just, you know, don't have as many channels and spells and the, the things you'd get back from resting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought we were gonna do some good trying to disrupt this while we while we could. Well, we wanted to stop them rising these monsters, but you know what? They rose anyway, so yeah, I guess we got we, egg on our face. Did we do any good by disturbing them early, or? Well, if we can kill them, then we've done good because we got rid of two giant monsters and two uh, two dark ladies. Yeah, but would there have been more monsters had we not interrupted them, or? Oh, you think it's like a factory? <laughs> well, yeah, I was wondering if maybe since we kind of stumbled in there. I don't know. That like would they're be, like, we don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> Yeah, we we have we have to defeat them for that answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the way I'm picturing it is when she hit Shobear, he got hit hard, and so he drops his short sword just out of a reaction, being hit so hard, and he reaches and he grabs though the dust that uh, he found at the apothecary, and he is going to try this last ditch effort. Uh, and he's going to throw the dust at that table. There's a table at the north side of the room, northeast side of the room. And uh, so if he hits the, if he aims for the edge, he should be able to get both these witches without getting him or Gorfi in the blast radius. Okay. It's not that big of a roll to hit a square. To, to hit a square, it is that the, hitting the square AC is five. See, that's that. Problem is that you are throwing a weapon that you are not proficient with, so you're already at a minus four. Oh, okay. that's that's worse. Um, and let me double check as far as like increments, because it doesn't really have a range increment for how far to throw it. Because most thrown things have a range increment of ten, and so when you go past that, it increases the the DC. Or you take a, a negative, or however you want to add it. Right. So yeah, because rules is written, an improvised weapon, which is basically what this is, has a range increment of ten feet to throw it. But it's just throwing a rock. Anybody can throw a rock. I'm just going rules is written. Giving rocks, that's <laughs> different. Yeah, you're that's not. A harder. You're not throwing it across the lake. You're trying to hit a table. I think the DC should be increased. I'm not saying that it should be five, but not like too crazy level. Well, he's already got a minus four. Let's not go crazy. Right. <laughs> and I do have to throw it, right, Gary? It's not, if I open this thing, it's getting everybody around me. It's if, not like if you open it and just blow it at him or something. Yeah, if, if you open it now, it if you cast it into the air where you are, uh, anyone within a 20-foot radius spread. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not. So, all right, we got to throw. Okay, so it's a minus two penalty for each range increment. And the increments are 10, so I'm throwing to 20. Yeah. So you're at a minus six for your for your roll. And it's going to be, uh, since it's not a weapon that you're proficient with, so you don't have your like attack bonuses with it, it's your regular base attack bonus uh -huh. plus your dex because you're throwing. Okay. All right. So my base okay. attack bonus is six, so I'm not going to have a base attack bonus. I'll just have my dex modifier. And are we ready? I think we're ready. All right, here we go. Oh, 19. Okay. Ah. So then that, that would definitely do it. 
Yay! All right, measuring through here. We got the little measuring tool provided by roll 20. Okay, so middle of that square to middle of that one is 20 feet. So let's go around in a circle. Definitely gets the uh, priestess most north. All right. You definitely get the priestess to the south because that's 20 feet. Oh, it looks like it's 20 feet exactly. Ooh. And Dwarfy is in there too. That's exactly twenty feet. I mean, if we're if Dwarfie, if we're so sorry. if we're doing like rounding up, that's nineteen point nine. Let's just call it like twenty. There, I'm, I slid just a little bit, even more to the center of him, and that's twenty feet. Oh no! So from where you threw it, you would get both priestesses and Dwarfy. I say continue. All right. I mean, yeah, I guess I can't take no take backsies now. All right. So pulling up this dust that you had. Um, so I'm just making verifying all of the actions that you took. So you ran up. That was your move action. Mm-hmm. You dropped. Oh, so you know what? I free dropped, action. Drop is free. I, I meant to say I have to turn in a hero card to make the throw, though. Right. Because to pull my to pull it out is going to be another action, right? Yeah, it would be a move. It would be a move equivalent action to draw a weapon. Okay, so then, yeah. Or if so it was completely stored in the standard action. Yeah, so I'm going to turn in my Teamster Hero card. What's a Hero Next card? It, well, the Teamster Hero card is a union card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so surly and lazy. I know it's terrible. Trouble now. You have to check with your uh, your labor reform laws. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but I can't do this. <laughs> And so it's a shields card, um, and uh, I turn it in for an extra move for standard action. Okay, so that would work. Hero card finally being used. All right. Okay, so I'm pulling up this dust of sneezing and choking. It looks like both of the priestesses and dwarfy will need to make a fortitude save. Fortitude. All right. Come That's on, he's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. He he's got a high fortitude. fortitude. They've got pretty decent fortitudes as well. 20? That's a pass. Uh, Priestess 1 passes. Priestess 2 passes with an even higher score. So all everybody passes, so nobody takes the constitution damage from this. Okay. okay. However, those who succeed on the saving throw are still nonetheless disabled by choking and treated as stunned for 5d4 rounds. All right. Oh! Jobert, you want to roll that beautiful d4? Oh, okay. 5d4. 5d4. So that's 2 plus 2 plus 4 plus 4. That's how it works. Plus 2. I'm liking this. So we got 14 rounds? Rounds. So, Dwarfy and these two priestesses are essentially stunned for 14 rounds. Lord, let's go pummel some people. But I mean, that this event by using this hero card might have saved Chaubert. Woo! Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Ooh. so. Yeah. Therefore, so a stunned creature drops everything held, cannot take any actions, and has a minus two penalty to AC and loses its dexterity bonus to AC. Yes. Pummel. So we could just surround these bitches and just like go to town, right? Mm, I'm gonna rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
bow, chicka wow, chicka wow, wow, wow. Um, freezing. <laughs> I just meant we were going to fight these ladies and win the day. Yeah, that. <laughs> That's what I was talking about too, yeah. It's a really long time to be stunned. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to use this. I was waffling all night on this whole plan, honestly. And uh, I didn't want to use it because I was like, man, this is so, like, just the stunning, even on a failure, is so great. And for how long it could be stunned for, I was like, well, I'm about to use that and a hero card. And I was like, well, dead man can't use both of those things, so might as well. It's true. Very yeah, true. Oh, well, go get the broom and we'll sweep it back in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Dwarfy and the two priestesses are stunned for 14 rounds. I'm going to ask this again, because I'm rolling for Dwarfy. He can't do anything. He can't blindly swing his hammer. He can't throw out spells all willy-nilly. He can do nothing. Nope. A stunned creature can take zero actions. Uh, They drop anything that they're holding, and they get like a minus two penalty to their AC, and they lose their dex bonus to their AC. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad. I mean, if if I were Dwarfy, I'm I'm glad I'm on your guys' team. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that uh, that's a big round from Showbear. That is, you you what you did you turned that natural twenty on its head. You Man. did. You basically turned the natural twenty to a natural one. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it, it's not just. It's not just they're stunned. They're stunned for 14 rounds, which means you've basically got all the time in the world to kill them and just hack at them, and they can't do anything about it. Oh, you know Carrie's going to do that. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had to use the nuclear option because I was... Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not considered helpless, so you can't, like, coup de grace them, but they are stunned. Because they're not paralyzed. They're just... So can we get out of initiative and just do this office space style, like office space in the park with that printer? <laughs> PC load letter these bitches. No, I want to see. I want to see how y'all do with the uh, with your initiative. See if okay. they can last for fourteen rounds. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> They're not gonna. They're not gonna last fourteen rounds. I just want to see it. So, uh, all right, that brings it to. Their first round of being stunned. So that's one. Uh, 13 more to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Diego. Diego. Diego is going to run into the building through that doorway. Okay, remember going past the Minador and Festrog that's dead in the doorway, and it would be, you know, difficult terrain. So you move half your speed. And that should be fine. I have a speed of 50 while I'm a dire lion. Uh, well, then go get the far sighted one. Uh, okay. I I can move uh over to to that square. Uh, yeah, it's twenty five. And I since I have pounce, I can go ahead and attack. Mm-hmm. You can do a full round attack. So, so he steps through the door. He steps basically over Chaubert. So huge. Giant, yeah, giant Diego. <laughs> big kitty. Um, big kitty. Big kitty. Now, um, I swing at the priestess. Uh, oh, that's fun. That is a 31. Well, yeah, that considering she has so many negatives to her AC, that definitely hits. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so that is 12 points of bludgeoning damage. 
plus the fire. There's no fire. There's no fire. Oh, there's no fire right now? Oh. No. Nope. Okay. In, in fact, you probably have to take away a point because uh, you don't have magic on, on your claws right now. Because Carrie has one more round of her... Um, Sonic, Sonic Scream! Yeah. It's go. okay. I, I think I still get him with a third. Sonic Boom! So, yep. uh, <laughs> second attack is a 29. That's a hit. For seven points of bludgeoning damage. Third attack. Oh, I'm going to miss, I think. That's a 10. 11, yep, 12. Excuse me. 12. <laughs> Even stunned, that's a miss. And my last one is a uh, 15. Just misses. Ah, okay. So only two attacks. All right. So that's Diego. And then next up is... Vestrogs are dead. Uh, Dwarfy is stunned, so that's his first round of being stunned. So that brings us to Cabal. All right. So Cabal is going to move from his corner that he ran away from, and he's going to move 30 feet, and then he's going to take a shot at the surrounded stunned witch. Okay. Will she twitch? That is a 25. That's a hit. For six points of... uh, Okay. She's still standing. She feels like a pen cushion, but she's still standing. <laughs> That'd be terrible to be stunned and just have all these people around you just beat the crap out of you and you can't do anything. Yeah, I feel like that, that's like one of the hard things about characters being stunned this long. I feel like somebody attacking you would shake you out of being stunned. These guys have just been taken out of the combat. Right. Well, if their monsters were still alive, it would give them some sort of chance. Yeah. Because the monsters can't be stunned, so they would still be able to run through the dust. They got Diego. (laughs) Okay. Is that it for Cabal? That's it. Alrighty. Uh, Carry the One. Alright. Carry the One is going to uh, walk into the corner. um, Purse first. Purse first. While while drawing uh, her uh, shock warhammer. And instead of it turning her to um, to Thurskill. It's this amalgamation of Thurskill, Renly, and uh, Renly's patron. Just the, This is absolutely think of Hela from uh, Thor, Ragnarok. This, it's terrifying and horrible and mean. But she can't do anything with this hammer yet. So what's going to happen is 1d4 of damage. It gets halved if you make your your save. Three. And what kind of save is it? What did we say it was? It was a. What did you? I think the DC was like fifteen. I rolled an eighteen on fortitude. Ooh. Okay. Well, you rolled an eighteen on one and the other one. Because I'm also able to get when I moved into the square that cone uh, re- re- readjusts, right? Yes. So I can just get the witches, I know, and I'm not hitting Diego with this. With his big fat head in the way. <laughs> Diego does have a big fat head right now. <laughs> I feel like you're either going to get Diego or Dwarfy. It doesn't matter. Do it. I'm going to roll a, a, a d4. One, two is Dwarfy. Three, four is Diego. Two, Dwarfy. Okay. So it's an angle that away that it doesn't hit Diego. Poor Dwarfy's taking a lot of friendly fires. 
he's gonna leave the party after this. He's like, I don't trust you guys. I'm out. I've had many people. <laughs> and it's a reflex. Reflex save. Ah, reflex. So then that changes their scores. Uh, oh, right, because they're denied their decks. <laughs> so that would be a 13 for the first one. Fail. And a 15 for the second one. It ties, so tie goes to... The save. And Dwarfy uh, also takes full damage, so it's three points of sonic damage. Three points of sonic damage. Okay. So they have been damaged. And so is Dwarfy. Poor, poor Dwarfy. Anything else for Carry the One's turn? Um, no, that's a move and the standard, so no. Okay. And that means the sonic scream spell has been expended, so you can use your voice again. But I can't start singing until next round. But I don't think I'm going to start singing. Honestly, I don't need to. True. Uh, which brings us back to Showbear's turn. All right, Showbear is still pretty rattled, but he is furious that uh, he, you know, that, that she got him that good. And he is just going to whip out his uh, dagger and say he's not even going to try for picking up a sword. And he's going to stab the one in front of him. Okay. And that is a 15. Just misses. All right. And then he's going to make another swipe at her with his second attack. Oh, it's even worse. 12. Well, you know what? He just got beat up by his side. Yeah. I say he's just so shaken. He's just miss, miss. And he's like, ugh. It probably like got right into that muscle that you're trying to use to stab with. And so you, it's hard yeah. to pull that arm up enough to get that stab in but you could throw <laughs> yeah i think that was the final straw was was yeah the throw kind of did it yep you overextended yourself by throwing this powder all right so two misses from Showbear, uh which brings us to the priestesses round two of them being stunned only 12 more to go uh diego Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to, again, swing at the priestess closest to me, which will be the first one, the one around everybody else. Okay. Where everybody else is around her. So. Mm-hmm. The one that's kind of circled by everybody. Uh, 25. That's a hit. For nine points of bludgeoning damage. Considering she had one left, she's dead. Okay. I will swing at the other one for 21. That's a hit. Uh, for 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. She's still standing. All right. I got another swing. Ooh, cool. Uh, much higher than the last time. That's a 26. That hits. For 10 points of bludgeoning damage still up. And my last hit is a 25. That hits. The magic number is 4. For 10 points of damage. And she's dead. Yay. Put them out of their misery. Yay. (laughs) Get them out of here. Um, Just imagine them and Dwarfy just hacking their lungs up over here the whole time. We should probably heal him now. There's so much drill on the floor from all their coughing. Are we out Do of initiative? You, yeah, you're out of initiative. 
Okay. Uh, do, you all, do you have your going... masks with you, though? <laughs> right. No corona. Uh, Carrie is going to smash both of their heads. Okay. Oh, damn. Harsh. <laughs> but that's okay. It's um, a, a, so they don't rise again. Oh, that's a good idea. B, it's just full on rage and revenge and just all of that. Diego will shrink back down in size to normal and uh, examine the bodies for what they're carrying. Shobert's going to go off and collapse. He's going to pick up his sword and collapse. If I had any fire powers right now, imagine, was it um, Christopher Walken in um, what was that movie? Some, some Antichrist movie. Meet Joe Dirt? <laughs> yes, in Meet Joe Dirt, when he was talking about <laughs> what was it? Penny Whistles and <laughs> naming all them firecrackers. I can't remember all of them. He was in, was it Prophecy that he was in? Prophecy. In Prophecy, where he just snaps his fingers and they catch fire, but I don't have any fire spells. But that's what she wants to do. So uh, instead, after she smashes their head, she's going to detect a little magic. Okay. I'm sure there's some magic in here. There's a couple of things. Uh, so you definitely notice that their their armor is magical. Their scythes are magical. You find another pearl that's magical. And two potions that are radiating magic. Sweet. And besides the magic, do we find gold? Um, any other weapons on them? Any, uh, any maps find... or plans? No maps, no plans, no other weapons. Uh, you find 50 gold pieces. Uh, you find some unholy water. I mean, it couldn't hurt, right? You find more of those onyxes and silver dust. Silver dust is important. Oh, yes, because they were going after the werewolves. We well, can also do spells with it. Like, I think Consecrate needs silver dust. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll take their silver. They don't need it. Desecrate also uses the same spell or same components. Just like the opposite. (laughs) And this place definitely looks desecrated because it's got a big old pentacle drawn in the middle of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, if that's it, let's let's find out what these things are. Okay. Um, Knowledge Arcana? Spellcraft. Spellcraft. Uh, And um, someone should really give some Dwarfy some water or something. Um, Diego will give Dwarfy water and try to help him. It's going to be over there choking for like a minute and a half. <gasps> uh, oh, wait, no. Let's use magic device. That's the wrong one. Which spellcraft? Oh, there it is. Um, 13? Uh, you recognize that the, like the breastplate that they're both wearing and the sides are magical, but you're not sure what. Um, I'll give you that the well. Can I take ten on it? Yeah, you can take ten on identifying. It'll just take you a little bit longer. I th- uh, we're we are not fighting anybody else. Everybody go to bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I had to spend two key points to do that change in size. Yeah, if you take ten, what do you get? Uh, what I, I another I day heard... older and deeper in debt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I always heard Richard say it, but I never knew what the rules were. So what do I, I mean? Have to do? It's as if you roll a 10 on the die. Gotcha. 
Oh, 10 plus my modifier? Yes. 17. Okay, that's a little bit better. You can also take 20, which takes like an hour or so to do, and that's as if you roll a 20. Should I, should I, are you saying I should do that? It would, it would get you more information. I rolled a 23 on Spellcraft. 23 orcs. Okay, well then never mind. <laughs> I ain't doing all that. That's way better than I can do. <laughs> and it's just because a couple of these are nice items, so I wanted to make sure you had a high roll for them. Cool. Um, you got, both of them are wearing plus one breastplate. Uh, they are, they both have plus one scythes. Uh, you find a first level pearl of power and two potions of cure serious wounds. I think, I think Joe Barron needs one of those, huh? Yeah. Yes. Joe Barron definitely needs one of those. Or, I mean, if we're just going to go to sleep after, I guess. Oh, well, no, he's not going to heal enough for that. He'll Does anybody have any spells that they could throw on me? I've got, I've got wands. Um, uh, Dwarfy has uh, lay on hands. Legs. He has no channels left. Oh, that um, one. No, he used it. Remember, I've got cure moderate for you. Okay, so before we rest, we can cure moderate and see how close I get for the morning. Well, we can... before also before we start resting, I mean, we got the stuff, but we hmm. need to search this little room right here, don't we? Um, I'll go ahead and tell you, there's really not a lot in here to find. You can tell it's an old tavern. Do we need to consecrate the desecration? That's up to you. I mean, it couldn't hurt, and Dwarfy can do it. Then mm-hmm. I say do it. That's going to take the silver away. So I guess after Dwarfy finishes hacking up all of his lungs, um, he's going to um, consecrate the area where the uh, these evil clerics were, were raising the dead, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, that will take care of the silver. Silver's gone. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I have another thing of silver. Do I need to roll anything for that? Or does it just magically happen? Nope. You take the time to do the the, the spell. Okay. And then the pentagram, or is it a pentacle? I always get those confused. Pentacle, because it, it has the circle around it. It's gone. Bye-bye. What about the rest of the blood? Huh? Oh, he doesn't care about that. That's... That's not his. He is not the cleaning lady. He's not going to worry about that. But he cleaned up the pentacle that was in blood. Well, the pentacle was giving us these monsters. So that's all he really cares about is the monsters. Mm. No more monsters. For real. Place can be bloody. It just can't be, you know. Yeah, we don't don't want to. We don't call too much attention to it. Does the blood look like it's in a pattern still or it's just kind of haphazard? It's kind of haphazard here. It's basically like they're doing a rush job to, to paint it on the floor. Um, I also, uh, I don't know if this hands off the chess piece, but I also want to consecrate um, with their bodies in the middle of where that pentacle was so that they are also in that consecration. Like the Festrogs as well? Everybody who, everybody who came for us. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Mm-hmm. Hey... Just so that they cannot rise again. So they are not the South. No. Well, oh God, that's that <laughs> joke did not age well. If you saw that picture. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just so that they they're not going to rise again. They're going to be consecrated as well. Okay. So the tavern is now a consecrated space with four dead bodies in it. What about alcohol? Uh, most of the stuff would have either 
been destroyed or um, has evaporated by now. Oh. Boo. Or turn to vinegar. Or that. Let's see if we can find some super aged bourbon then. In a barrel. <laughs> hey, That's something good. Um, so, Chaubert's going to go out and collect his bow and then come back in and he's going to see if somebody wants to help him bar the door. Uh, put, put a table up against it and he'll do the same trick with the rod. Yeah, there's more room to spread out in here. You just gotta mind the blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, you each have your own table, essentially. True. I'm sleeping at the table on the uh, far left. <laughs> the big long table? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dorfy could probably sleep on the bar. True. <laughs> he has before, I betcha. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, you can't sleep here. <laughs> I had a good feeling that Dwarfy would sniff out whatever good alcohol is left. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need fi- to drink this. <laughs> he finds some good whiskey back there, takes a swig of it, breathes fire for a second. It's like, is it like Monterey Jack from Rescue Rangers? Every time he smells cheese, his eyes just start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Well, I, um, I guess we'll go ahead and do our healing before we rest because yeah, we're going to have our little selves a pajama party. Okay. Keith, you said that you had um spells. Yeah, man, I got some I got some moderate for him. Oh. So let's see what I can get you here. So that's 18 healing. All right, I'm up to 24. Ooh, damn. <laughs> got a ways to go. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can do another one cuz I've got another spot. So I'll do another cure moderate on you. That's 14. All right, so um, Dorfy is going to do a cure serious on himself. Uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, plus 5 is 16. Uh, how far down are you, Gary? I'm at 38 out of 66. He's going to use his other cure serious on you. 22. He should have saved it for himself, but you get 22. Wow. That's some serious... Man. Well, I mean, and then he's got lay on hands for himself. So don't look at him. <laughs> he's got to lay on his hands. It's been a bad boy. I didn't make that up, right? We've used lay on hands or something like that before. No, you just made that up. I've never heard of it before ever. Lay on hands is a usually a paladin thing. Oh, uh, what what was the um, war priest thing that he could do? Fervor. Fervor. That's it. That's what I was looking for. So he's gonna fervor himself. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> the music begins now. <laughs> Car- Careless Whisper starts playing. They can do 2d6. Nope. No modifier. Wow. Are you are you good, Jobert? Yeah, I'm at 60 now, so I should be good. Yeah, with a, a nice sleep? Yeah. Uh, it's 8... And as you sleep, you will heal your level plus your con modifier. Uh, my combined level, like eight plus my con, right? Yep. Modifier, not score. Right, right, right. Cool. I'm done. Does anybody else need healing? I still have four lay on hands. Uh, I could use a little. I'm at 42. All right. Here's one for Diego. Nine. That works. I'm going to do Renly. Six. Do you need anything, Cabal? 
Uh, I mean, if you want to hit me with one, I could use it, yeah. I'm going to hit you with one. Six. Perfect. And I'm going to save the last one for Renly because I'm rolling dice for both of them. No, seven. All right, so everybody's all healed up. Uh, you get your rest. So remember that you get to heal also on top of that. If you're still down any, you heal your level plus your con bonus. Ooh, that brings me right up to full. Perfect. Reset key points. You get to rechoose the spells that you have prepared. So yeah, what's the plan? Is it a bright and sunny day? It's it's very gray outside. Okay, good. Chabert likes gray. So we're still trying to find the prince's wolves, I think. Right, guys? Is that, is that silly? What you guys want to try to do? See if we can get some allies in this battle? I think this would be a good idea. Yeah, I think I think we need them on on our side. Since there's so many undead, we, we can't beat them alone. I I just get so confused about who is where and where allegiances lie. You you said that the um, the demon wolves were not against the Whispering Way, correct? Yes, we saw their bodies, and it looked like they'd been fighting with the Whispering Way, so I assume there was some sort of falling out between the two factions. It's It's very hard to just decipher who is going to attack us. I don't know if we can trust any of them. Sabrissa told... Uh, Sabrissa, right? Was That was her name. Or... For what? They gave us the flower. Uh, that was from Rakis Zadro. The feather. The feather was from Rakis? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The comedian? Yep. Yep. He's the leader of the Prince's Wolves. So do you think this is all a joke? Like, he just gave us... A, like in Dumbo when they gave him the feather they didn't really do anything <laughs> he's just trying to see how far we'll carry this thing <laughs> he said Dumbo it is a he's lovely like feather running around with the feather thinking it means something <laughs> losers he's like written us into his uh, comedy skit he's like I met, I met this group of guys right <laughs> I honestly don't know what to do I'm I've had I was having nightmares all night I know. We saw you rolling around. It was crazy. I could, I could see. I could. I was able to see through all, all of us. My, my brother, my patron, myself, and we all just wanted to bring pain and death. Never felt like that. Do you think you're being affected by the darkness of this place, or is this? I think it's just all of us wanting revenge is bringing something even darker. We all want it. All of us. Yes, I do admit that I have not quite felt myself and the anger I felt when I thought I was close to dying there I, I wanted nothing more than to, to kill those clerics and I couldn't think of anything else I didn't just want to kill the clerics, I wanted to pull the body parts off bit by bit until the screams filled that tavern till they just stopped I wanted Nothing more for them to suffer and bleed. I'm scared of what Carrie is doing, but I think at the same time it needs to be done. That is what I was thinking. It seems an extreme reaction, but that Whispering Way does need to be wiped out, and there's no one else to do it except for us and possibly the, the Prince's Wolves. I don't think they would have have any qualms in killing us, so no. We must take care of them. Well, you're neutral. I'm good. 
I shouldn't want these feelings. I don't. I don't want suffering in the world. I want. I want harmony. Agreed. But the the greater good means that we might have to do some unsavory things. I'm all well prepared to do some unsavory things now. I just don't want it to overtake me. If I get overtaken, if I cross that line, I need you to stop me. I need all of you to stop me. You have my word. That's not what my tribe does. That's not what we do. We help. We we fight for justice, not for vengeance. I guess we should get going then. Given me a lot to think about, I suppose we should. We'll see what we can find. Allies would help. Those are very hard to come by in this town. So where are y'all heading? I think that the building to the north of us, there's there's that building. It, we have to cross a little bit open terrain to get there, but maybe Cabal and I could scout it out half about halfway and call back to you and, and kind of go incrementally. Should Dwarfy just go ahead and go and then everybody's going to pass him on the way? <laughs> <laughs> Dwarfy, start now. <laughs> on your left. <laughs> Yeah, so we go, uh, me and Jobert go scout a little bit ahead of the group. Okay. Do you want to, Philip, do you want to cast the uh, communication, the whisper thing? Oh, yeah. Let's do message so we don't, so somebody doesn't uh, agitate some more clerics by accident. (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) I'm fresh out of dust. (laughs) Get a couple more scythes, you know, swing in your way. Uh, No, thanks. All right, so if you guys are scouting ahead, then uh, go ahead and roll your stealth for me. 24 Cabal. Uh, 35 for Shabir. Okay. Uh, so with those, you are able to stealth quite easily. As you get up to this next building north of you, you can't quite tell from the outside exactly what it is, but you do see a couple of windows they're not quite as big and open as the other ones were, but you could probably peek through them. Like, the glass isn't shattered here to see through, but you could probably, like, rub some of the dust off to kind of see inside a little bit. <laughs> Give me a perception check as you look inside. All right. I spy with my little eye. 13 for Shabair. Uh 29 for Cabal. Okay. I like how we're flip-flopping. Like yeah. A really huge number. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Chaubert really doesn't see anything through the window. It's kind of too dusted over. Um, but Cabal looking in, you can see these lengths of rusted chain fitted with large hooks uh, hanging from the ceiling. Uh, there's piles of animal bones everywhere. Uh, There are several wooden tables covered with dark stains, a collection of rusted cleavers, knives, chisels, bone saws, several large stone cabinets lining the exterior of the room. You also see, you can't see everything in the room, but you can make out this, another one of these Minadoran Festrogs chowing down on this body of this humanoid female. No! Okay, so I turn to I turn to Jobert and tell him, "Hey, I think this is a butcher shop, but there's another Festrog in here that's a, that's eating." That does not sound like good news. Is was there only one Festrog, or that's all I could see? But who knows what's all in here? Perhaps we should take a look around the other side of the building. Will it, will it help if we go around and look through another window? Or uh, there's not really any windows on the other side okay. to see through. 
How convenient. <laughs> yeah, no, buildings here only have so- windows on one side. One side. <laughs> it's a shared, like, building complex, and, like, on the back side of it would have been another shop, so you couldn't really, like, peer into the other shop. But it's, it's that that portion has since collapsed, but the wall is still there, structurally sound. So, I mean, it's gonna take it's gonna take Dwarfy like two hours to get here. Like, what do we do? <laughs> so, did you cast it on uh, me or Cabal, Philip? Um, I cast it on one, two, Cabal, three, four, Jaber, one, Cabal. Okay, so then I relay to you that this is a butcher shop and we need you quick because there are there are enemies here. They've scouted the other building and it seems like there's more enemies. Is everybody ready? Um, okay. What kind of enemies? What kind of enemies were there again? It was a Festrog. It was a Festrog. Oh. You know that big monster that we fought last night? There's at least one. Diego changes size. Already? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have Dwarfy, Can Dwarfy ride? ride you? <laughs> <laughs> I am getting full on He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh my god, yes. I mean, it would work, because that would make him a full size right and very larger. Uh-huh. Come on, Dwarfy. Alright, wait, does, Dwarf, does Dwarfy have to do a ride check? Um... Yeah, because he's not used to riding. <laughs> oh no! Okay. What does he have to get? Um, what do you roll first? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna roll it. Oh no, a five. <laughs> <laughs> so he he hops on, and Diego starts to move, and he instantly falls off. Is it is it like uh, he spins in the air? Like Diego shoots off and he spins in the air and lands on his face? Yep. <laughs> Diego looks back at Dwarfy and says, I'll go slower? No, no. What Dwarfy, what Diego does is he looks back and he just picks him up in his mouth like a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> you just carry him? Uh-huh. I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. I would just need a strength check from Diego to, to carry him. I mean, he's also... I, I, instead of a strength check, could he just move at half speed? Well, it's all picking them up thing. It's... Oh, okay. Uh, 13 on the strength check. <laughs> so you're dragging oh, him. Wait, wait. Uh, hold on. I changed uh, I changed uh, size. That changes my strength. Hold on. Uh, that makes it to a uh, 15. So, so you get him up. Occasionally, like, he'll bounce on the ground against something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And his, I, I just imagine him just like a kitten. His his arms and legs are limp, and he's just yeah. he's got that look like, oh, mom. <laughs> and uh, on, on on the way, carry one on the way. So are Cabal and Chaubert just waiting for the rest of the group to get there? Remember, these squares are like twenty feet. They're forty feet. Forty, I think. Yeah. Forty feet. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh gonna keep a lookout but try to keep out of sight also okay just uh do a stealth check for me 27 for chauvet okay come on you got your stealth check again too 27 all right y'all are equally stealthy so you guys kind of lay and wait here in the shadows waiting for the rest of the group to get here takes a couple minutes for them to make their way across 
quite a ways from the tavern to the butcher shop. But they eventually arrive. So what does Cabal think of um, Diego carrying Dwarfy in his mouth? <laughs> I mean, when they when you guys ride up, I definitely point and laugh. 100%. <laughs> Loudly? <laughs> oh no, you're going to alert. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm stronger. Wait, is he stronger? I'm prettier. No. Uh, definitely not true. He still might be I mean, stronger at, at right now. This the uh, this uh, dwarfy strength is sixteen. What's Cabal's strength? Ooh, let's look. Seventeen. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh. Wait, wait. What about charisma? Charisma is ten. That's eight. Oh, dwarfy <laughs> is prettier. Dwarfy is prettier. <laughs> But I'm stronger, so we had it backwards. <laughs> I, I bet Dwarfy's constitution's higher. Thirteen. I'm at thirteen. Ooh, same, same. Is your intelligence eleven? No, my intelligence is sixteen. Ooh, you're way smarter than him, then. What about that wisdom, though? Eighteen. Yeah, uh, you got me on that. I'm only at sixteen. He's wise but dumb. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lower capacity for education, but he's got those street smarts. He does. <laughs> is that what that means? Street smarts is wisdom? Yeah, basically. That makes sense. I can see that. It's it's included in that. Like Intelligence is basically your ability and capacity to learn new information. Right. It's it's that tomato metaphor, right? Yes. Intelligence Strength is crush is... the tomato. Dexterity is dodge the tomato. Constitution is able to eat a bad tomato intelligence is knowing tomato is a fruit yes wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad exactly yeah. <laughs> unless you're a bard right and then it's just salsa yeah <laughs> is that what salsa Look, is I brought a fruit chips salad? and dip I just I mean, brought chips and dip <laughs> think about it it's got uh, tomatoes which is a fruit jalapenos which is a fruit uh, onions isn't really a fruit, though. Nope, that's a vegetable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Purple's a fruit. <laughs> Purple is a fruit. <laughs> but mango, if you do a mango salsa, that's a fruit. All right. Uh, so you guys all make your way over to the uh, the butcher shop now. You're all outside. But did Jobert and Cabal see that? The cons- I mean, the the pentagram. No. Dang. You can't even see the pentagram. It's a big blood stain on the carpet. Do you want? Do you want to do this? <laughs> do you want to stealth your ass over here? <laughs> you want to? You want to stealth over here and do this? Come on! It's shag carpet. It's hard to tell. Uh, I will. I will gladly just chill and ride Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody trying to ride me? <laughs> Giant Diego has some drawbacks. <laughs> everybody wants to ride you. Yeah, come on, cat daddy. Hey! <laughs> now, just all of a sudden, here, you know, pony, start playing. <laughs> right in my Diego. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you've made it here. Uh, you see the windows, which are really dusty, uh, and these two double doors. What do you do? I want to cast a spell. What spell? Well, Dwarfy wants to cast a spell. What spell? Dwarfy is going to cast. On Diego, hide from undead. All right. I can't see this giant lion person. <laughs> That's the scary part. 
Are you gonna bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid man? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the only hide from undead I have today, so use it wisely. I think it'd be funny for him just to sneak up on that you know, he's a cat, so he could just like slowly sneak up and pounce. Ooh, I like it. So and we can't see anything else but this monster eating this dude. Right. Gotcha. Did you just assume the corpse is gender? No, dude is uh, actually uh, multi-gender. Uh, dude I is. Use, I use dudette. Dudette. No, no, I just use dude for everybody. Dudette is is so ninety eighties. <laughs> Can you see the white in his beard? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Trans Am did you drive? Oh, ow, ow, that hurts. <laughs> T top. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, so invisible cat. cat. Any other buffing spells before we go in? So you're you're only doing that to Diego. Well, Dwarfy is doing that to Diego. Uh, he's not going to buff any anything else because I really think Gary's have... saying it can affect more than one person. Yeah, no, hide, it can't. Hide from an undead targets one creature touched per level. Oh, per level. Ooh. <laughs> duration duration is ten minutes per level. Or until it is dispelled. Well, then that's everybody. Let's all hold hands and hide from undead. And sen- sentient undead get a will save to see through it. So yeah, I um, yeah, like, I thought it was just for you. one creature. Very true. You're 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 a very rare DM in, in helping us, but we need all the help we can get. <laughs> like, I just yeah, remember I've, I've seen you guys wandering around. <laughs> I remembered uh, Noel using that spell when y'all are in Harrowstone. So that means that I could have done hide from undead from both of them, to both of them. The last window they peeked in. Yes. Yeah. But you didn't. But I didn't. <laughs> Which means you really didn't care about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It was uh, Sophie's choice, but it wasn't a hard choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you did that. Dwarfy or Cabal have any other buffing spells they want to do before we go in there? Um, I'm I'm looking at um, all my spells. I don't think Dwarfy has any more. Let me look at Carrie real quick. And what level cleric is Dwarfy? Five. So you can get all of you mm-hmm. with that spell. Absolutely. Uh, the thing to notice is basically like you're invisible. So once you attack. Yeah, or do something. Yeah. yeah. Is it for one? Or if I attack one, all can see? It's They all get a will save. and then That's if, assuming the other people are undead. Right. Uh and it says, if a warded creature attempts to channel positive energy, turn or command undead, touches an undead creature, or attacks any creature, even with a spell, the spell ends for all recipients. Okay, so as soon as we attack, we're we're in it. Yeah. So that means that uh, I think that Jobert should attack first. Yeah, Diego will stalk the uh, Festrog. That's assuming that other anybody else who's in this room can't see us. True. Okay. Um, Carrie is going to do uh, another buff spell. Uh, I'm going to cast Mirror Image on myself. Oh, there's two Carries right now? Actually, Uh-oh. there are three Carries. Uh, three uh, three Images plus Carries. So four Carries. Four Carries. Okay. So we're like a, a barbershop quartet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> carry, the carry the four. Carry the tune. Carry the four. That's it. Carry the tune. Yeah. Or <laughs> carry the tune. Mm-hmm. Carry the quad. Oh, no, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. There's more. 40. One oh, D4 wait. images plus one per three caster levels. I've got seven, so that's uh, one more. So five. Sorry. Five carries. Five it's a quintet. You're like a whole basketball team. True. Okay. Anything else before you bust in the door? Does anybody else have any buffers they want to pull? Um, I'm going to cast Prayer on our team. Prayer. Prayer. So everybody gets a plus one to your attack rolls, plus one to your damage rolls, plus one to your saves, plus one to your spell check. And all all foes get negative one on all those rolls. They get negative one. Now, if if we use it, is it gone or does it? How long does it last? Uh, it's, it lasts for one round per level, so we got nine minutes of this. Uh, nine seconds. We need to get in there now. It's like that's the last thing we should do before we pop in that door, because yeah, as soon as you cast it, it's six seconds, six times nine, whatever that is, seconds. Yeah. You said rounds, not minutes, right? But it's nine rounds of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna last a while. So I think that uh, we'll go inside and Cabal, I mean, not Cabal, uh, Joubert, you're up. All right, so Joubert is going to stealthily open the door. Okay, and before we do all this, let's go ahead and hop into initiative. Woo, let's do it. Joubert's at a 24. Diego's at a 15. For Cabal, it's a 12. Do you another pepper? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just choked him on a spit there. Um, for Cabal, it's a 12. Okay, Is that the know. dust of choking again? Yes. <laughs> it's coming back. Uh, it's a cursed item, so now you're all choking. Uh, Showbear, what was yours again? Uh, 24. 24. And Diego? 15. 15. And carry the one. Carry the one and Dwarfy both got four, but carry the one's initiative is higher. Okay. Okay. Well, it just happens to work out that Chaubert is going first. I mean, 24. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Chaubert, he knows once he opens the door, there's going to be that Festrog to his left. So he's going to silently open, stealthily open the door. Okay. Roll your stealth check if you're stealthily opening. That is a 31. It's very stealthy. So the Festrog is preoccupied with the body. And... Okay. So the door is open. So what do I see when I open the door? Uh, from where you are standing, uh, you see another pentacle on the floor. You see this Festrog eating a humanoid female. Oh. And you can definitely tell that this was a butcher shop, so the blood was probably readily available. All right. And you're really only seeing, like, the lower half of the room from where you're standing, because... Oh, because the the door the, is blocking door. his... Yeah. But he hasn't told you how many feet he moved. Because he hasn't moved yet. He has uh, asked what he saw from there. All right, Trixie. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Chaubert will take a step inside the room. Okay. As you step inside the room, uh, you see more of the pentacle, more of the blood splattered all over the floor... Uh, you can see the counter uh, for the the butcher shop, and you see two skeletal champions. <sighs> so, Chaubert doesn't want to say anything, but he's going to 
kind of put his hand and put like one and point to the the fist rock and then his other or the other way he's gonna put like two fingers up and point towards the he's, other way. He's going full tactical, like two yeah. one, two, two eyes point. Yeah. Nobody knows what you're talking about. What? What? <laughs> uh so as Chaubert is in here going all tactical. He hears a voice from behind him say, We can see you. Oh, hail. And we'll see you next week. Uh, (laughs) Nobody (laughs) else is in the room. Oh, Lord. I mean, at least it's on the side. Oh no! <laughs> I remember the burrito wounding of 2021. It was great. Oh, it hurt so much. Do you just get oh, pepper God. sprayed? <laughs> face to the face. Might, might want to go rinse your eyes out, Keith. <laughs> ah! Holy jalapeno, Batman. <laughs> <laughs>